Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey. To explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert. Because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. In this episode, we're exploring a growth mindset, what it is, why it matters to you as a writer and how you can adopt one. But before we start, here's a quote from Carol Dweck, the author of the book Mindset, and generally thought to have started our modern understanding of the concept. Are you ready? No matter what your ability is, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. Isn't that cracking? I love it. Look, I'm going to start with another story. I can't tell you the number of arguments I used to have with my son about spellings. He hated learning them. I hated testing him. On more than one occasion, he'd leave the room, stomp upstairs, muttering all manner of things under his breath. The word stupid featuring more than any other. You see, my son was, and is, a perfectionist. He wanted to get every spelling right, every single time. If he got it wrong, He didn't want to hear about it. He wasn't interested in the correct version. As far as he was concerned, I could stick the test sheet in my pipe and smoke it. It was the teacher's fault if he couldn't spell things correctly, not his, apparently. Now, before I get bogged down in my views on why spelling tests are actually ridiculous, I used to be a teacher, so you can believe I have many opinions about this, let's look a little more into what this type of mindset is. My son has a fixed mindset. Getting all the answers right is what matters. Not the effort he's put in or the lessons that could be learned to improve next time. Some of it's mindset, most of it's autism, but it's fixed nonetheless. When I talked in the classroom, children with a fixed mindset were the hardest to teach. Why? Because learning from their mistakes and improving didn't matter to them. Getting full marks did. And where did a lot of this fixed mindset come from? Their homes, from parents who firmly believed getting 100% was all that mattered. For some children, the pressure is too much. The constant desire to achieve full marks takes over their lives and they become obsessed with it. Getting anything less than 100% is catastrophic. The process of discovering and learning something new is destroyed. Goodbye personal growth, Hello, burnout. But what exactly is a fixed mindset? How is it different from a growth mindset? 
And most importantly, what does this mean for you, a writer? In 2006, Carol Dweck, the professor at Stanford University, wrote a book called Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential. It changed the way we understand success and achievement. In the book, Dweck established two types of mindset and explored their impact on an individual's happiness and success. A fixed mindset meant people assume character, intelligence and creative ability are static and can't be changed. Success, therefore, must come from the intelligence we inherit. If you have a fixed mindset, you avoid failure at all costs and you do your utmost to maintain that you're smart or skilled. You fear inadequacy and avoid challenge. Those with this mindset only want to hear results and are not interested in how they could further improve, particularly if they get a question wrong. People with a growth mindset are the polar opposite. They see failure as opportunities for growth. If they don't get 100%, they want to know why, and crucially, how they could improve next time. With a growth mindset, you want to improve and strengthen your abilities. You have a thirst for learning, not a hunger for approval. Failures, in inverted commas, are perceived as learning opportunities and are used to succeed in the future. Those with a growth mindset are always asking questions and seeking answers. People with this type of mindset often embrace failure, as they know important lessons will come from it. As writers, we face a great deal of rejection in our pursuit of publication and success. Sometimes it's from an agent or publisher, and sometimes it's negative reviews from readers. If it's not rejection, it's the process of writing, the urge to give up rearing its ugly head and tempting you to close your laptop for good. So we need to be ready to deal with it. Establishing a growth mindset can help enormously. What does it look like in reality? Here are some growth mindset tips for you, the writer. When rejection calls, seek the lessons you can learn from the experience. If you've had feedback, take on board the points made. It's likely the person giving it has the skills and experience to make that judgment. Listening will help you improve. If you face a negative review, remember everyone is entitled to their opinion. The last bad meal you ate or the last bad film you watched, someone else probably loved it. If you receive lots of bad reviews, do the reviewers have a point? Could you learn or change something? Now, believe me, I've had negative reviews and it can crush you. So I'm not saying that you have to be a robot about the situation. But what I am saying is look at it rationally. The first thing that will happen when you receive a negative review is that you will feel very emotional. And that is obviously a very natural process. Once you have got over that emotional take, look at it logically. Now, I have on the first book I wrote, Keeping Bums in Seats, one negative review, one one star review from somebody who I can absolutely guarantee is not a teacher. And his review said something like, if any of the stuff in this book is new information, then welcome to earth or something like that. And yes, it's obviously, I mean, I couldn't tell you any of the five star reviews, but I can definitely tell you the one star review. And when I first read it, I was crushed, obviously. But the second part of me thought, is this person a teacher? And for the life of me, I then decided that I was going to go and investigate 
uh, this person's other reviews. And basically what he does is he goes on to all sorts of books and products on Amazon and he just leaves one star reviews. That's kind of his thing that he enjoys doing. And once I realized that, I thought, you know what? It was just an unfortunate thing that he happened to pick my book to write that one star review about. And he's not my idol reader. He's entitled to his opinion. And I left it there. And that is hopefully what a growth mindset has taught me is that it's okay. People will have those differing opinions. And it's about making your peace with that. Even if he had been a teacher and he thought it was a terrible book, that's okay too. It's not for everybody. And trying to adopt the idea of this growth mindset rather than feeling as though that immediately makes me a failure and immediately I should unpublish that book. Of course not, because you can go on to Amazon and look at the reviews for some of the most famous books in the world, the Harry Potters of the world, and you will see that they also receive one-star reviews. And it's something that is just part and parcel, unfortunately, of being an author, of being creative, of putting your work out there. So that makes me think you have to allow failure to happen. Don't shy away from it. Failure is part of learning. It's how we learn not to make similar mistakes again in the future. In the classroom, we used to talk about an acronym for FAIL, which was First Attempt in Learning. And it was a way of trying to get children to realise that failure is not final Okay, it's just something that happens as part of the learning process. And if you think of people like Thomas Edison, he had 10,000 failures before he got to success with one of his concepts. So it's just about realizing failure is part of learning. Failure is part of growth. Failure is part of this process of being creative, of writing a book. You will come to a point in some chapters where you think that was dreadful that you know why on earth did I write that in the first draft and that's okay it's just expressing yourself telling yourself the book before you tell anyone else so embrace the failure part and enjoy the ride writing is something that takes practice and I say this time and time again you would not turn up to a marathon without the training so don't think that you can turn up to write a book without actually practicing how to write or practicing the chapters of course you have to do that in order to make the book the success that it will be so show up and enjoy the experience get all the materials you need to help you the books the courses the coaches anybody that you think actually I'm going to find this hard so I need some help and avoid striving for perfection it will not happen What's perfect in one reader's mind is awful in another's, as I said to you when it came to the reviews. You can improve the process, but you can't absolutely guarantee the outcome. Whatever the outcome is, you can learn from it. If you have a fixed mindset, you'll feel certain that your writing ability is determined, it's predetermined. If you don't believe you can develop your writing ability, You won't seek to improve. So you have to get rid of this mindset and you'll soon start to see improvements. Every writer can improve and learn something new every day, no matter how experienced, how successful. It's all about the journey and the continuous learning. And finally, only 25% of our IQ or intelligence is inherited. That leaves a massive 75% that can be improved. That's a lot of space, if you like, for growth. And I remember the first time I heard that statistic when I was a deputy head and it absolutely blew my mind because I always thought that everything was 
well, more or less inherited and that there was only a small amount of ability to learn and grow and change and adapt what we know. And I just think it's really worth thinking about that if you are someone who struggles with mindset. Unfortunately, mindset is developed at an early age. Schools work with children from as young as four or five to help them develop a growth mindset. And this encourages them to be inquisitive and open-minded and naturally curious. But for writers like us who don't maybe or didn't experience the value of learning about a growth mindset at school, it's never too late to start. Praise and recognise your effort, not the outcome. Encourage questioning, trial and error, celebrate failure. After all, how we perceive success and failure in our personal and professional lives dictates how happy we are. And I want to be a happy writer. I want you to be a happy writer too. I also want us both to be successful. I know I still have plenty to learn and I'll fail many more times along the way, but I'm okay with that and you should be too because nothing worth having comes easily, right? I hope you enjoyed this episode and you realise how important it is to adopt a growth mindset. You will fail from time to time, and a fixed mindset will rear its ugly head. But that's okay, it happens to everyone. It's the awareness that matters, recognising that fixed mindset and doing something about it. Just don't be my husband, who alerts me to my fixed mindset every time it crops up by saying, FMS, Steph, FMS. Frankly, He's lucky he's still got his testicles. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag CreatingHappyWriters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at creatinghappywriters. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. It's available on Amazon and on my website. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly free newsletter, which is funnily enough called The Right Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing.